This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 76. Guys, I am so super excited. You guys have no idea. I actually woke up this morning super excited for this episode. On this episode, I'm going to be doing an interview with Samantha Brown from Live, Laugh, Organize in Norris, Tennessee, and also the creator and genius behind Her Healed Heart, which is an upcoming podcast and she's a life coach. So before I bring her in, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background on who Samantha is and how we connected. Samantha was actually a podcast listener who reached out to me when she was starting up her own professional organizing business. Again, uh, Live, Laugh, Organize in Norris, Tennessee. And I did some one-on-one coaching with her. And she was such a supportive listener. And throughout the probably year, I think we've known each other now, she was giving me a lot of great um, feedback with the podcast and kind of keeping me um, up to date on what she was doing. Well, I've kind of gone through a tough season. I'm kind of coming out the other side of it. And through this, I discovered what life coaching is. I've heard about life coaching before. Obviously I do coaching myself. So when she reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm adding this new service to my business life coaching. Would you be interested? I absolutely jumped on it. And here is why through a lot of the conversations with Samantha, I was so pleasantly surprised to really connect with somebody who had a lot of the same feelings that I did when it comes to the professional organizing industry. There's a lot of perfectionism that's tied in with this industry. And if you've been a listener of my podcast for any length of time, you know that I think perfection is a lie. I like it when people are real and honest. And that's something that I always strive to do with you guys on this podcast. Because life is messy. Life is messy, not just in our homes, but also sometimes in our personal lives. So when I was coming out of this sort of messy, emotional, spiritual stuff over the past couple of years, I was so grateful to have Samantha there and help me through her life coaching um, with her healed heart. So welcome, Samantha, to the One Organized Mama podcast. Hi, Janelle. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm super happy to have you on. And I think all the listeners should know. Here's the other thing about Samantha and I. We will do like, hey, do you have time for a quick phone call? And like 30 minutes later, <laughs> we're still like chatting. And so I, I, we may actually be doing several different podcasts in the future because uh, we just have connected on a lot of different uh, levels and stuff. So 
Samantha, I gave a, obviously a little introduction for you, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell our listeners all about like how you got started, maybe a little bit about who you are, your background, and how you went from um, starting a professional organizing business and kind of how that led you into creating Her Healed Heart. Okay, yeah. So I actually am a wife of 15 years. I have two teenagers. Um, and so for over a decade, I worked with autistic children um, with awesome, awesome autistic kids. I love them. They were amazing. But it was the type of you get paid hourly for what you work. And so there was no potential for growth. And I knew that I could help people um, on a grander scale, on a bigger scale. And so I wanted to start a business. I wanted to do something that would help people. And so when I realized professional organizing was a thing, I immediately knew that it was that's what I was called to do. And so I started my organizing business about a year ago. And during going into clients' homes and building the business and working with different clients, I realized that there was a lot of emotional and spiritual baggage, not just the stuff that we were dealing with in the moment um, in their homes. And so I realized I wanted to help them even more than just with the physical stuff. I would love to help them with the spiritual and emotional quote unquote clutter. And so, yeah, that's how I got started with the life coaching and the spiritual coaching and just all of the um, different things. And then whenever I realized, you know, was talking to you, how amazing podcasting is, and I am an avid podcast listener, I realized I could help people and give them free, like all of the wisdom I've learned and that God has shown me over the years. I wanted to bless that on to others as best I could. Well, you've certainly done that with me. And I really like to be very open and honest with my listeners on the podcast. I think, like I said, talking about organizing, um, like I said, I definitely am an outlier, proudly an outlier out there (laughs) in this industry to say like, I don't, it's not necessary to hold yourself into these really high standards in the home. I mean, I've been in so many homes over my eight years of organizing and I've seen, I've honest to goodness have seen it all. But more than that, what I have experienced is that even in my own home, I mean, I felt a lot of pressure. Like I said, you know, going through a really tough season of life that when you're home and you have a lot of stuff spiritually or emotionally going on in your personal life, it's hard to be motivated to care about like, is your closet organized? Is the laundry done? You know, are the pantry shelves like perfectly aligned and stuff? Like, you know, when life is like pulling at you and you're dealing with some major stuff, it's really, really tough. And I think what I love so much about your message is that you are out there offering a way for people to, to get some help and support. And so let's talk about that just a little bit more. I want to talk about like your life coaching, because I know from personal experience, it kind of really helped pull me through some tough stuff that I was like stuck in. So what do you mean when you say like emotional and spiritual clutter? So it's really just anything that is standing in the way of who we want to be or where we know we're called to be. So, 
Yeah. So like that's quote unquote, you know, the clutter kind of defined, but it's, it's very similar to the stuff in our homes where it's just stuff we've not made decisions on, or it's, you know, too many of one item or another, it's kind of the same concept, but whenever it's emotional and spiritual, we don't know we're dealing with it until we're sitting with someone that is asking us powerful questions and that we're able to open up to and that we know we can trust and that it's in confidence. It's hard sometimes, even with friends, to be 100% honest, kind of like you were just saying on the organizing side, as a professional organizer, I can go in and clean someone else's home, top to bottom, organize it. It can be perfect. And then I come into my own home and there's piles of crap everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm going to be doing a series here pretty soon on um, small business owners in general. Um, and I'll, I'm going to go into something real quick on that. Like I was just talking to someone in my neighborhood. She opened a small brick and mortar little restaurant and, you know, we really connected on that. And I think that's sometimes that a lot of people don't realize, like, as professional organizers, yeah, we have like maybe a natural talent or ability to go in and, and organize for ourselves or others, but we're also small business owners. And with that comes so much, so many different hats that we are expected to wear and that we have to wear to get these businesses up and running. So... Um, so I love connecting with people who are definitely in that world. And Samantha was definitely there. It's been amazing to watch the growth of her, not only organizing business, but this new venture with her healed heart. So super excited. So one of the things that really connected Samantha and I, um, over this past year is, um, in a lot of our coaching sessions, whether I was coaching her or she was coaching me um, because sometimes the, the teacher needs to be the student. I think that's a, always a great lesson. And, um, but just, we, if we just connected on some of the funny things that we realized going into this industry, being professional organizers, you know, there's so many different things out there. It's this booming industry. And then there's the reality of it. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode today. Just different lessons that we've learned as professional organizers. So I am going to get started with my first point. And then Samantha, jump in if you can relate. So the first thing that I realized as a professional organizer is that disorganization isn't always a stuff problem. I think that is such a big misunderstanding. It's just like, I have too much stuff. And no, not necessarily. So <laughs> Samantha and I have different takes on this. What I have learned as a professional organizer, that it's not necessarily a stuff problem, but from my perspective, it's a time management problem. And that's why I preach and preach like I do about time management. I think that you can, I, I never want your home to be your sole focus. I mean, and by that, I mean like your physical home, the tangible stuff in your home. I want you to always be aware of your time and that time is your most precious resource. And I don't want you to spend gobs and gobs of time focusing on that pantry, focusing on having the perfect Pinterest worthy laundry room. 
that's going to be destroyed when, you know, your three kids come home from school or, or whatever. So, so again, what I learned, it's not necessarily a stuck problem. It's a time management problem, but I know Samantha, you as a professional organizer have learned what, as far as this topic goes. So on this topic, um, it's definitely the time management, which of course is mental you know, we have to make the decision that we want better and that we want to either time block or, you know, just learn how to manage our homes um, more effectively, not perfect, but just better to where we're not so stressed. And so I know with the organizing um, and it being an emotional and spiritual connection, a lot of times our homes are a representation of what's going on mentally and spiritually. And so if we have not taken the time to for self-care and for figuring out a lot of us or for me personally, it was even figuring out who am I and my worth and all of those things. I could have cleaned all day long and made my house perfect, but then I still felt like crap at the end of the day. And so I've, completely learned from organizing that a lot of times, especially when you go in to do like a consultation or even a session, sometimes they just need you to talk with them or allow them to speak for a few minutes because they don't have anyone to talk to in their lives. And so that's definitely a tip I've learned as a professional organizer is the active art of listening. Oh, that's good. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've talked about this before about being a professional organizer, I mean, we're not licensed therapists. We're not trying to be, we're not in that, but whatsoever. But I feel like there is this element of really needing almost of like being a counselor on, on a lot of levels and stuff. And, and it's interesting what I noticed as a professional organizer, like for instance, I remember helping um, a client that I worked with on probably about a six week project transition while she was selling her home. And I remember going through a box with her and out of nowhere, she started talking about how she was sexually abused by an uncle. And I was like, whoa, that, I mean, did not expect that whatsoever. But I think I had been working with her closely enough over time where, I don't know, you know, something triggered. And I I literally was so shocked that I remember where I was standing and what box I was like helping her unpack. And, um, and I just, you know, again, I'm not licensed to deal with any of that. All I could do is exactly what you said, sit there and listen and, and, you know, just kind of stopped the organizing, let her kind of get off her chest, whatever she needed to, um, kind of gave her a little, little hug at the end. And, and then we just kept going on and stuff. And, you know, I, I think, you know, she was, I'll be honest, maybe a little embarrassed that that happened, but the way that I handled that as a professional organizer too, is that I just was like, not, not a problem. This happens all the time because it does. It's, it's so incredible, like how much our emotions are tied into the stuff in our house and, and, you know, what I've learned about helping people just kind of manage it and stuff. And I think it's healthy and cathartic to kind of purge some of that stuff emotionally as well. So yeah. Yeah. So what are one of your, one of your, one of your big lessons that you've learned as a professional organizer? So, um, 
one or like one kind of tip I have for other organizers, something I kind of wish somebody would have told me in the beginning is that not only is the client going to be overwhelmed in your sessions, but you are going to be overwhelmed. And there are going to be times that you have no idea where to start. You look around and you're like, okay, so there's stuff everywhere and it's a hot mess, which is fine because, you know, it's like a puzzle for us. And I always, a lot of side note real quick, a lot of clients are always so embarrassed by their items. And I always try to go above and beyond kind of like you said with her to just make them feel comfortable. This is normal. If you didn't have all this stuff, I wouldn't have a job, you know, that kind of thing. And then they'll normally laugh and, you know, it breaks the ice. But one thing that I heard one time, um, and I don't even know who said it, but they said to ask your clients, if you had a magic wand and only had one session with a professional organizer, what area would you do? Great. And then that yeah. lets you know that that's their biggest pain point. So, you know, or you could even say what's your biggest pain point, but that's just kind of a fun little way for them to think for a minute and be like, oh, well, if I only had one session and a magic wand, I'd fix my bedroom or whatever area that is bothering them the most. And then once you go into that area, I've always learned if you just dive in and just start somewhere, doesn't matter where it is. You don't have to overthink it. Just start pulling stuff out. And, you know, have your trash, your donate pile, and then, you know, your keep pile and just start diving in. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that as um, it's so intimidating, you go through this process as a brand new professional organizer, where you were like, praying, you're working so hard, you're doing everything you can to get that first client. And then you get them. And then you actually have someone that's going to hire you and you're like freaking out in your head and like, okay, now what, now what do I do? And it does kind of feel like in the very beginning, like uh, you totally forget, you know, what, how to organize and stuff. And, you know, sometimes some jobs are easier than others. I remember my very first job where I was like, uh, I was in a, it was like this super fancy house. It was like a three car garage and it was just like boxes of stuff everywhere. And the client was just like, have fun. And then she literally said, I'm going to Nordstrom's. And I was like, um, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally was like, can I just go with you? (laughs) And so, and I remember standing there like, okay. And then I was like, literally part of me was like, just run, just like get back in your car, just forget the whole thing, get out of there. And I was like, no, no, I, I know what I'm doing. And so that's where I was like, okay, follow the system, follow the system that I do in my own home, follow the system when I've helped friends and family, like there is a system. And so whatever the system is that you do in your own home, or when you help your friends or your family, that is just the same system that you use when you're organizing for clients. And I think the biggest piece that you can take away from this is break it down to very small, you know, small pieces, because what I started doing in that humongous garage was I just started going through all the boxes and then I had to stop and remind myself one box at a time and, and just get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually I'm um, speaking of this. I had a client just yesterday that her kitchen and her dining room are all one big room, but she has no pantry. She has no storage 
And so it was a matter of figuring out the puzzle, but then also there's all of this stuff everywhere on every vertical space. It was piled high. And I, even after a year of doing this was like, uh Oh, where do I even start? And I just finally was like, all right, we're starting here. And, you know, at the end of that session, it was a matter of, okay, we're only about halfway done, but I had told her, which we'll get into in a minute with client expectations, but I had told her that um, it would take a few sessions because you get to the point where you can look at something and realize, okay, this is more than one session that it's going to take to get this done. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I totally, I think uh, really expressing that to the client and stuff too. And again, that's something that you'll learn a lot of times it comes up in the one-on-one coachings that I've done with people where they ask like, how long does it take to do a kitchen? Well, it depends on the kitchen. It depends on you. It depends on the client. And, you know, but you get to know the more jobs that you get out there to do, like what the time frames are and, 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 you know, how to communicate that to your clients. So, all right. So the next point that I have, and I preach about this a lot and what I think is very interesting is that I know it's the beginning of the year. So we're in January. So a lot, there's a lot of different um, coaching programs out there or declutter your house, you know, declutter your house, you know, at the beginning of the year, all of, they're trying to reach out all the people that are doing the, the new year's resolutions. And one of the things that I've noticed is that this is a very popular topic and it is something that everyone absolutely overcomplicates. And it's simply the art of decluttering. How do you declutter? And I know that there are so many different ways. I'm not saying that, you know, anyone has really reinvented the wheel here. But what I preach about is that it is not that complicated. Again, just like I said, when you get stuck and you're, you know, don't know where to go in a client's home, focusing on decluttering one small space at a time. And just like Samantha said, I actually use a um, system and I used it with all of my professional organizers when I ran a team and we called it the KTSD system. And so if somebody was stuck in the decluttering process, we would just mention to each other, hey, KTSD it. And that stood for keep, trash, shred, donate. And actually, I ended up adding an R, recycle. So KTSDR, if you will. <laughs> but that's it. That is it. That's all it takes to declutter a space is that you choose a drawer or you choose a cabinet and you set out, if you need to write these little notes on signs and say, this is keep, this is trash, this is shred, this is donate, this is recycle. And that's it. And then you put the stuff away where it belongs. So if it's keep, if it goes back in that drawer or back on that shelf, you put it back. But if it needs to go somewhere else, you put it away immediately. And then you toss the trash, take out the recycle and the donate items. That's it. And so that is something, again, going back, again, very soapbox kind of moment for me is stop overcomplicating the declutter process of organizing. Yeah. And actually, with the chick that I did yesterday, um, we got just the big clear bins. She happened to have like five of them. And I just laid them out in a row. 
And as we were going through, because there were a lot of drawers to pull out and we were rearranging everything, like where the pantry was, where she kept her pots and pans. I mean, everything. Wow. So as we're, yeah. So as we're pulling it all out, I just started making piles. Okay. Here's the towels. Here's the pots. Here's the Tupperware, the different piles of what went with what. And then that way, as we were pulling everything out and putting them into these sections, of course, you keep a trash bag and a donate bag constantly going. Uh And you just take and you put the stuff in the trash bag, the donation bag. And one thing I will say that every single client thanks me for and thanks is like above and beyond is during the uh, consultation. When I tell them at the end of each session, whatever we have gone through, that trash and donation comes with me, even if I need to make two trips. Every one of them think that that's like, some like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yes. That's just common. Like, of course, I'm going to take the trash off and take the donations with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that is a great point to make. And again, especially if you're new in in starting in the professional organizing business, um, client, if you leave a lot of that stuff at your client's home and you schedule another session, I guarantee you it will one of two things. It will still be sitting there. When you come back, even if it's like a week later or number two, it will have made its way back into their home. Uh And so it is, that is actually a really good point to make. Like, make sure you help them like take out the trash. Obviously they make a decision on, you know, what is to be tossed out or donated. We're not making the decisions for our clients, but yeah, if they're ready to let go of something, go ahead and donate it for them. Take it to the favorite local charity drop off and take it out of their house. That is an excellent point. So, okay. What's your next thing that you've learned as a professional organizer? It actually goes with what we were just talking about. So it's client expectations. Oh, this is a big deal. But it's not just client expectations. Like during one part, it is from beginning to end. So I've learned that, you know, that first phone call with them If you just go ahead and tell them your process, and if you don't have a process yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend calling Janelle or not calling, but setting up a coaching session with Janelle, because I had this exact thing happen to me (laughs) where I was in a client's house. I left and I thought, what in the world do I do? I have no idea what to do. I don't know the next steps. I don't anything. And this was just at the consultation. This wasn't even a session. So I set up a coaching call with Janelle and it was so worth it. The fact that I could pay, it was 97 bucks, but $97 to know and spend an hour with somebody that has already been there and done that and has the answers. And we even ended up covering like my business stuff and a bunch of other things in that coaching call. But it was phenomenal being able to call you, talk to you, and you normally had the answers for everything I needed. So I thank you very much for that. Well, thank you. That's great feedback. I appreciate that. Yes, but on the client expectation side of things, so it's starting with the phone call, telling them how things go, like what your process is. And then during the consultation, one thing I have found that I love is having my paperwork ready. So for clients, because you've got to put yourself in their shoes and realize that if you had someone coming into your home, you would expect them to have, you know, paperwork and a contract and all of those things. And so I just, it was a simple contract, but it said everything I needed it to say in there of like, you know, I'm going to charge you a fee if you cancel within 48 hours. 
I used to have a ton of cancellations. Now I don't have any anymore. Or they give me like a week's notice because I put a, a value on my time. And so um, there's a bunch of other things in there, but I also make sure that they know the donation place that I take it to. I tell them if there's somewhere else you would rather me take it, that's within a good radius. <clears throat> and, you know, the point being is that you want to set up the expectations for your client of exactly what they can expect, because a lot of them are either nervous or they feel bad about their homes or, you know, they have a lot of emotional stuff going on when you come in anyways, because they're allowing you into their home and into their private space. And so you want to make it as professional, but also as, you know, painless as possible. And then you want to have some fun with them. Like something I've also realized is not just the client expectations, making sure that they know everything that's going on. But I had to figure out my own process and you will figure it out within your first few clients of what works for you and what doesn't. So don't overwhelm yourself about, oh, I don't have a process. Yes, you do. Your process is you have a phone call, then you set up the consultation, then at the consultation, you set up the sessions. And then after your sessions, at the end of each one, you set up the next one. That's the process. <laughs> Great. Yes, yes. And I think with that, again, it, it, again, you're wearing many hats. You're a small business owner as a professional organizer. And I think one of the things too that I think about is put yourself in your client's shoes. People who are not that familiar with what a professional organizer does, all they can think of is this is someone that can help me organize my home. That's it. That's mm -hmm. like the extent of it. Maybe they've seen TV shows or read books, you know, but for the most part, that's the extent of the knowledge of, of what we do as professional organizers. So it is really contingent upon us to go in and to really introduce ourselves and to let them know how this works, what the process is. And I love what Samantha is saying. I mean, this starts with a phone call. And when I would take that incoming phone call, I mean, I was taking down notes and this is really where you can determine, is this going to be a good fit? Is this client going to be a good fit period? Because there were times just from that initial phone call where I thought, mm, this is not somebody that I want to work with. Maybe the hairs on the back of my neck kind of stood up a little bit and I just wasn't willing to just put myself in a weird or awkward or potentially dangerous situation. So I just said, no, thank you. Or um, also for you to start to set the stage for the expectations. And so I would do it during the phone call during, I called mine assessment, Samantha calls her consultation, same thing, same thing. Um, but again, that's really your opportunity to, really kind of drive home. This is how the session works after you've asked to do a tour of the home and also letting the client know where to, when and where and how they can pay you because that is something that comes up a lot on the one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. People are like, I don't know how to get people to pay me. And so I'm like, you have them pay you. They need to know that you are a business. There's nothing wrong was with asking for payment. Like you wouldn't go, you don't shame your dentist or the, you know, grocery, the cashier at the grocery store for when they ask for payment, you need to let go of that as well. And that it's okay to say, 
and I'll be happy to collect your payment. Here's are the different forms of payment that I accept. So yes, managing those client expectations, like Samantha said, from phone call to the follow-up. And I hope that everyone is also doing follow-ups then with their clients and stuff. And on a real quick note on follow-ups that I just thought of, follow-ups, a lot of times we don't want to do them because we don't always necessarily want that feedback, especially if maybe a session or you felt kind of weird or you weren't quite sure if the client was happy with you. Just swallow your pride, do the follow-up. It's a great opportunity to learn something about yourself. And when we learn from our mistakes or if something didn't go so well, it's a really great way to grow as a professional organizer and a small business owner. So I love, love this, this topic. So managing those client expectations. And can and I say on, yeah. real quick, sorry yeah. about the paperwork. So one thing I've found when it comes to payment, because all, all of us have a heart to help. That's why we started in the first place. Yes. And so money for a lot of us seems to be an emotional clutter. We got some baggage around it, you know, because we just want to help. But we've also got to feed our families. And so one thing I found that really helps me, I got on Amazon, these like super cute folders that say like courage or, you know, that go with my quote unquote brand that I thought were pretty. And inside of them, I have a release of liability form, but then I also have my contract. And in the contract I put, I work a three hour session that will be, you know, two ninety seven for the three hours, um, whatever, you know, it's kind of grown over the past year. Of course, I started out, I think at like 120. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whenever it's on your paperwork, you know, a lot of times I go into a client's home and I'm only saying this because I wish someone would have told me these things, but whenever I go into a client's home for the assessment or consultation, I go ahead and, you know, we small talk. I'm like, okay, show me your house, what areas, you know, just ask the regular questions. They walk you normally around their whole home and show you every little corner of everything. Then Mm -hmm. you sit down to talk at the end of the consultation. And that's whenever I bring out the folder, I show them the contract. And in the contract, it just states, you know, exactly what the payment is. And as I'm going, and then I go over each bullet point of my contract with them you know, of that I will carry off the donations, um, you know, just different items, but it's in there. So as I'm going through my bullet points, I'm stating a fact and I have something to go by. And that has helped me tremendously, not just, you know, be like, not have anything in my hands, you know, it just feels more professional when you have like a folder and then you're having them sign it and all of those things. Do you want to know something with One Organized Mama? Uh, one, that's one of the things that we learned. We actually didn't do a contract, but we did just um, like an expectation sheet and a brochure. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. And the only reason we didn't do the contract thing is that um, I also had a team of organ. So if it was just me, that would have been one thing, but it was really kind of going out and having the team who were supposed to be kind of selling, which I learned a lot from that stage. (laughs) Um, They just didn't want to like present somebody with a contract. So we kind of went back to the drawing board and did like a list of expectations and a brochure. But even a brochure was a really great way to say, here's my pricing and stuff. You know, I know a lot of times people will ask that in that initial phone call. 
but it's another great way to say here. And then on that brochure, you can say, here are the forms of payment that I accept. And so you can do this in a lot of different ways because I do, I, I 100% agree with Samantha. A lot of us, we just start out in this industry because we just love people. We love helping others. And, you know, for some reason, the money thing always kind of gets kind of in the way and it feels awkward and, People will shame you. They, I, I, that is the other thing. They will say like, oh, my husband is, you know, X, Y, Z, and he makes only X amount an hour. My wife makes X amount an hour. And here you are like a glorified, you know, house helper, you know, they, you know, people will shame you sometimes. And those are the, probably the people that are okay to step away from and walk away from. So yes, that element does exist, but I am here to say the majority of people that you got to help are happy to pay what you are worth and yeah. definitely know what you're worth when it comes to going out there. Um, a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize too, as small business owners, we may charge 50 or a hundred dollars an hour that doesn't mean that's what we're netting. People don't understand that we still have to pay taxes on that. We have a lot of business expenses on top of that, you know, gas, um, car maintenance, supplies that we use. And then at the end of the day, you know, whatever's left over can go into our personal accounts. So, so it doesn't mean that we're, you know, walking away with, you know, $300 after three hours of work. And so, but it's also not your job to have to educate people on that. Also, if someone is going to give you a lot of pushback, you're better off just going with the people that really do understand and um, appreciate your value and what you do. So, and they are out there. Like one thing I have had to realize and that I've even told some of my clients, I can't hire a professional organizer. I don't have the money. Right. <laughs> I just can't. But just because I can't doesn't mean someone else isn't. I have had people tell me you charge too little. You don't charge enough for this. And then I've had other people go, what? The price is what? And so you can't manage other people's expectations, their emotions, anything. But one thing I like about once you get it in a yeah. And once you get it in a contract or a brochure or anything, then it gets to the point of you start to just state it as a fact. And then you start yeah. to believe it as a fact. Like it just is what it is. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So on that note, when it comes to client expectations, my next point and final point is this. When you go over to clients' homes and they have these ex expectations, so you've done the initial phone call, you're over for the assessment, and then they're like, they, they are asking you questions like, so you're going to do the KonMari method, um, right? And I'm always like, or whatever the, the popular method is at the moment. I know that there's somebody asked me about something the other day. Are you familiar with this? And I'm like, honestly, I'm not, I'm not. So thankfully to TV shows and social media, there's some really brilliant professional organizers out there, organization techniques. And a lot of times, again, going back to a lot of times our clients don't really quite understand what we do because 
what they've learned about our industry is from social media, Pinterest, Netflix, and HGTV. And so a lot of times when you go into the home, they're expecting you to, to you know, perform an HGTV show. And like, so you're going to bring in a team of organizers, all of these beautiful products. You know, my pantry is going to be organized in the colors of the rainbow. And it's going to happen in like, you know, three hours, right? All for the low, low price of a hundred bucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so that is definitely something for those of us in the professional organizing, like trenches, if you will, we're like the boots on the ground soldiers in this. Um, I, I, I freely admit I'm not anymore, but I did spend eight years in it. And that was always something that like you were excited about. Like I did always notice a bump up in my business. Like if a new Netflix series came out or something, <laughs> then the phone calls kind of bumped up a little bit. And, um, but then unfortunately you would go and they would ex- kind of have that expectation. And I think we all know this is, this is television. This is social media. When it really comes down to it as a professional organizer, I mean, we are dealing with, like we said, the emotions. We're dealing with a lot of variables that they don't show on these television shows that they don't show. They don't realize that sometimes people will like leave their kids with you. <laughs> like you'll, you'll be organizing a client and then like the, the four-year-old is in there with you and you're like, oh, this is cute to a certain extent. And then you're like, where's your mom? Oh, my mom left. And you're like, really? Where did your mom go? Like, I'm not the organizer and the babysitter, you know, like you're not going to get two for one in this deal. So, or the dog watcher and you've got these giant dogs or little dogs <laughs> jumping all over you, licking you. Like, yes. I'm a dog lover, but not when I'm trying to organize them. Right, right, right. And I think that's a lot of times, you know, again, in our industry, super happy. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know about you. I actually don't watch a lot of the shows. I'm actually not as familiar with like the big you know, leaders in our industry. And I think part of the reason I, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest here. A few of the reasons is number one, it kind of feels like, like, how did they do that? Like, and, you know, and again, I know how they did that. They have a team behind the scenes. They have a lot of help. They have a lot of money, you know, a lot of resources and stuff. They're not working with, you know, um, a client, you know, who has like, you know, a, a $50 budget for products and stuff. Like, I, I get it. But there's almost this like kind of like, I feel like shaming factor sometimes, you know, when, when I'm like, I wish I could just magically make that happen in my client homes. And so I actually, to be honest, kind of stay away from some of the, the trendy things in the industry. But what about you? So what's hilarious, honestly, is that's how I found out professional organizing was a thing was I watched, um, I don't remember the name of it now, but this show on Netflix, um, the one with the two girls where they were partners mm-hmm. and I was watching it in bed when I had my like aha moment of like, I could do that. Like I could totally do that for people. Yeah. But since then, like at the very, very beginning, I started watching that stuff and then I didn't anymore because kind of like what you were saying, once you get clients and once you're in people's homes, you realize very quickly, it is nothing like what is on television. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, and actually funny note. So my very, very first client 
I, like you said earlier, I was just excited to get a client. I didn't care, you know, I, and I probably threw myself at her, to be honest, now that I'm thinking back at it, <laughs> I'm just like, I'll do whatever, 120 bucks. Right. And actually I was only getting 60. So it was 20 bucks per hour per person. Cause it was me and my husband both doing her session. Uh-huh. So yeah. So super cheap. And we went in and I was like, all right, what do you want me to do? I can do it. You know, I didn't set her expectations. I didn't tell her what I did ahead of time, anything. I was just like, whatever you, you have to do, we'll do it. Yeah. So we went in there and she's like, I need my entire laundry room put together. It was like a new home build, but they hadn't finished putting the cabinets in, in the laundry room. So here I go with a cabinet on the back of my shoulders, holding it up. My husband's on a ladder with a drill. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, how I can relate. (laughs) And that was my very first taste of, okay, people really have no idea what organizers do. I better let them know because I'm not doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. And the one thing that I will say, and one of the reasons why... I absolutely love this podcast is it's really, really surprised. I had no idea other professional organizers would ever listen to me. Like I said, totally see myself as an outlier in the industry and stuff. But one of the things I do believe and as like Mary Poppins and like happy go lucky as it sounds, I really do honestly believe in community over competition. And I think that there is definitely, whether you're in North Tennessee or Las Vegas, Nevada, there is enough business for everybody. And not everyone fits everything. So on that note, one of the great things about all of this social media information and these television shows out there is this, you as the consumer can pick and choose. And I think of this in my own life of like what works for me. Like for instance, I'm in my forties And I know that in my 40s, like I have to be like much careful, uh, much more careful about like diet and exercise. So I'll read the books. I'll follow the people on social media. I'll watch some of the shows. I'll read the articles. And there's never anybody really that I follow like A to Z. Like I'm following that program. I'm just, it just, I I pick and choose. And so like, I'll, I'll say, okay, well, I like what this person has to say. I'm going to implement this into my diet. And I like this person's philosophy about exercise. So I'm going to adopt that. And, you know, I think same thing with like finances, you know, there's a lot of different information in out there about like budgeting and, how to get out of debt and, and how to manage your finances and investing and things like that. And it's okay to pick and choose. And I think that's the great thing. And I wish there was a little bit more of that community over competition in our industry for sure. But again, as the outlier out there, I'm definitely happy to reach out to other professional organizers like Samantha, bring them on. And that way you guys can hear because we all do things a little bit differently Um, but essentially what we're doing is, is the same, you know, no one, like I said, is out there reinventing the wheel in this. So, and it's kind of like, like, I always use this example too. Like if you're on, if you watch HGTV and the home renovation shows, there's, I don't know how many countless amount of home renovation shows and what do they do in home renovations? Everybody takes out flooring, you know, tears down walls, puts in new flooring, walls, paint 
but everyone does it a little bit different. And maybe there's one home renovation person you really resonate with and another one that you just really don't like. And again, that's the great thing about having all of that information out there. So that's definitely a plus to, to having it. So, all right. And sorry, just last note and and absolutely as, as a small business owner too, like you've got to find those things that work for you. And then just because someone else says do this or do that does not mean you have to do that. This is your creation. This is your business. This is, you want to make sure that for, that you are setting up systems and doing things that for the long haul, you will still enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say this on a, on a quick personal note, that is something that I worked on life coaching with Samantha about podcasting. I'm learning about the podcasting. I know I'm not the most like fancy sounding podcast out there, but you know what? I look at what I would need to do. Oh, there's so much advice out there. And I've felt like at, towards the end of 2021, like, I don't even really want to podcast if I have to do all this stuff. That feels so daunting and overwhelming. And that was something that I worked with with Samantha through some of our life coaching sessions is that she's like, this is your creation. You don't have to do it how everyone tells you you have to do it. And so for that, I am very thankful. So Samantha, so do you have one more point to bring up before we start to bring this to a close? Make it fun. Like, what is the point of us doing any of this if we are not having fun? And our clients are going to feel that. If Every session I do, I try my hardest to remember to put music on, to have a good time, because then that's going to be fun for them. And they're not going to be stressed about having you come back. Love it. So true. What kind of music do you put on? Um, I normally do like a playlist. I have a few different playlists. One is like Christian, one's like workout. And then I ask them, what kind of music do you listen to? And then I put that music on because I want them to be having a good time. I am giving them an experience and I want at the end for them to be like, wow, that was a lot of fun. I want her to come back. That is so great. One of my very last um, organizing sessions with a client I worked with, Hannah, one of, someone that was on my team, and <laughs> the client had like, um, what is that? Ele- um, you know, like electric days. I don't know if anyone outside of Vegas knows this, like, EDC electric daisy carnival music and I was like I felt so old because I was like oh but it was like (laughs) totally motivating the client and she was like super into it and in the best mood and I was like (laughs) all right it's working for her and that's super awesome but I kept whispering to Hannah I was like I hate this music (laughs) (laughs) so I think that is actually a great tip like if you're just kind of feeling some weird vibes on a job just ask your client like what kind of music do you like let's put on some music I think that's a great thing and and have fun with it I think that is something that gets so lost like have fun be real kind of I think it's so great when you connect with your clients and just let them know like hey you're a human too and I would always tell clients too, sometimes I'm like, when they were like ashamed of maybe how much stuff that they had, I would just tell them, I would be honest and say, my gosh, you should go to my house right now and see again, the 12 loads of laundry sitting on my couch that I have to go fold tonight. Like this stuff happens. Life is messy. And I think that is the greatest takeaway I want anyone to get from my podcast is 
it is okay that life is messy. And I want organization to be more about your life than just your home. So I want you to have an organized life. I want you to, it's never going to happen that you're completely balanced, but I want you to hit all those different areas of your life and, and feel good about, about your life and who you are and where you're at. So, all right. If you guys haven't noticed, I mean, so excited about this podcast. I'm like, I almost don't want it to end, but I see the clock ticking and I need to bring it to a close here pretty quick. So I first want to thank Samantha from the bottom of my heart. Um, Not only was I so grateful to be able to coach you one-on-one with your business and, and watch you grow, but I just really want to thank you for the life coaching. And if you are someone that you think that life coaching could really resonate with you, I highly, 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 I mean, I cannot recommend it enough. Everyone that knows me in my life right now, they all know Samantha. I think I've introduced her to like (laughs) a lot of friends and family locally. They all know how much she has helped me in the life coaching aspect. And her website is herhealedheart.com. So I'm going to spell it H-E-R-H-E-A-L-E-D-H-E-A-R-T.com. So if you're interested in a uh, life coaching session with Samantha, please, please visit her website. She, you do a free consultation, right? Yep. Just like the organizing. And then that way we can make sure that we're a good fit that you even, you know, mesh with me. And just like with the organizing clients, if it's not a good fit, I have other people I can recommend you to, and I'm happy to do so. That's awesome. I just can't say enough. She's worth every penny uh, for the life coaching and definitely a phenomenal organizer. I've just been amazed at how fast her business has grown in this past year. So last note, I want to remind all of the professional organizers out there. I want to let you guys know one thing. I get requests from people all of the time from all over the country that are looking for professional organizers. So I I don't just have professional organizers that listen to this podcast. I have people who want their homes organized. So if you are interested in doing some advertising with me, send me an email at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com or send me a DM on uh, Instagram And I want to give you guys some options for getting your business out there because I don't know what to tell people when they call me and, or not call me, but they email me and reach out to me and say, help, I need help organizing my home. I want to help you guys grow your businesses. And so I have some organizing packages out there so that I have someone I can say, yep, I have someone in your area, send them the information and connect you with your potential clients. So reach out to me if you're interested in learning more. So again, I want to thank Samantha for being on this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. And you guys stay tuned because this is something that we're going to do a little bit more of. We both have so much to say on on these topics. <laughs> yes, we do. An hour goes by so fast with us. So again, thank you guys all for tuning in and for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. I'll see you next time.